As we wake up to these ideas, we have the opportunity to make them alive in us. And we do that through adopting a value system and then choosing to see others according to those values. And we can choose anything to value. There's a lot of them. I have a list of my own personal values, my own value statement that I live my life according to. And, and I, I imagine according to, imagine of others according to this list of values. And this is part of how we make these ideas alive within us. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Neville. I am your host, Josiah Brandt, and Daily Neville is all about breaking down the teachings of Neville Goddard, making them easy to understand, easy to digest, easy to apply in 20 minutes or less. Today, we are continuing with Neville's 1945 book titled Prayer, The Art of Believing. And as we've come to understand throughout this season, the full title of the book is Prayer, The Art of Believing, What is Denied by the Census. In this episode, we will be exploring chapter seven of Neville's book titled The Greatest Prayer. Neville writes, Imagination is the beginning of creation. You imagine what you desire, and then you believe it to be true. Every dream could be realized by those self-disciplined enough to believe it. People are what you choose to make them. A man is according to the manner in which you look at him. You must look at him with different eyes before he will objectively change. Two men looked from the prison bars. One saw the mud and the other saw the stars. Centuries ago, Isaiah asked the question, Who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger that I sent? Who is blind as he that is perfect, and blind as the Lord's servant? The perfect man judges not after appearances, but judges righteously. He sees others as he desires them to be. He hears only what he wants to hear. He sees only the good in others. In him there is no condemnation, for he transforms the world with his seeing and his hearing. Seeing and hearing are two tools to transform the world. So what is Neville saying here? He's saying that there is an ideal state, an ideal state of man expressing his divinity. And that ideal state, as we know, is called Jesus Christ. That is the name of the state. And in the state of Jesus, we always assume the best of others. We always choose to see the good in others. We always choose to see the God in others. We choose to understand that another is only ever occupying a state. And a state lasts forever, but a man or a woman does not stay in a state forever. Our occupation, occupying of the state is temporary, though the state itself is a part of infinity. The state lasts forever, but our occupancy of the state is temporary. And so we look out at the world and we see others, and if they're not embodying the state that we desire to see them embody, and we understand that the state can be temporary, and we can choose to see that other occupying a more beautiful state. And as we do this, we awaken the state of Jesus within us. This is being Christ-like because this is how 
the template, Jesus Christ, showed us how to fully embody our divinity in the state of being human is to do this, to do this for others, to do this for all others. Neville says, the perfect man judges not after appearances. How easy is it to judge after appearances? In fact, a lot of our education is directed at teaching and training us to judge after appearances, to judge after appearances. But the Bible says that the Lord judges not after appearances, he judges after the heart, which is basically the truth. It's not the state, it's the man that is God in the state of being human in a state of being. Right, so it's 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 about it's this idea of, of letting go of the state and seeing the truth, judging after the heart, judging after the core, judging after the source. That's judging righteously, to use Neville's words here. And judging righteously is to see others as he desires them to be, not for selfish ends, but for truth and for righteousness, for what is beautiful, what is lovely, what is of good rapport, what is of what what venerates the, the ideals and the values that we highlight as being important for us we there as we wake up to these ideas we have the opportunity to make them alive in us and we do that through adopting a value system and then choosing to see others according to those values and we can choose anything to value there's a lot of them i have a list of my own personal values my own value statement that i live my life according to and and i I imagine according to imagine of others, according to this list of values. And this is part of how we make these ideas alive within us as we choose to operate our imagination this way. We choose to operate our life this way and our life flows out of our imagination. So that which we are you know, beholding is true of ourself and others out pictures into facts in our daily life. And this is the secret of, of reality. This is the secret of being human. Neville continues, the king that sitteth on the throne scattereth the evil with his eye. Sympathy for living things, agreement with human limitations, is not in the consciousness of the king, because he has learned to separate their false concepts from their true being. What a statement. Sympathy for living things, agreement with human limitations are not in the consciousness of the king. Why? Because he has learned to separate the false concepts from the true being. It takes a very special type of person, and it's within all of us, but it takes a special state to be able to look out at another and to see them embodying a human limitation, whether that be poverty or sickness or greed or avarice, vice, whatever it is. To look out and see another embodying a human limitation and choosing not to accept it. Choosing not to accept it. Choosing not to say, oh, I'm measuring and judging by appearances. That person is clearly just that way. And that's just how it is. And it's sad. And unfortunately, I have sympathy for that. Mm. That's one way to behave, but that's not the way the king behaves. That's not the kingly way to behave. And as we make these ideas come alive within us, we're rulers of our own kingdom. That's that's this beautiful secret encoded in these in these messages, encoded in these teachings, is that we can ultimately become the rulers of our own universes. And I don't mean this in a in a prideful way, but more in a in a in a humble and honorable way. We we can choose to be that honorable power that we all desire to see in the world outside of us. We can be that first, and we have to be that first. We will never see noble power in the world outside of us until we ourselves are our own source of noble power. 
To this king, Neville writes, poverty is but the sleep of wealth. He does not see caterpillars, but painted butterflies to be. Not winter, but summer sleeping. Not man in want, but Jesus sleeping. Jesus of Nazareth, who scattereth the evil with his eye, is asleep in the imagination of every man. And out of his own imagination must awaken him by subjectively affirming, I am Jesus. Then and only then will he see Jesus. For man can only see what is awake within himself. The holy womb is man's imagination. The holy child is that conception of himself, which fits Isaiah's definition of perfection. Remember, Isaiah's definition of perfection is the one who judges not after appearances, but judges righteously. Heed the words of St. Augustine. Too late have I loved thee, for behold, thou wert within, and it was without that I did seek thee. It is to your own consciousness that you must turn as to the only reality. There, and there alone, you awaken that which is asleep. Though Christ a thousand times in Bethlehem be born, if he is not born in thee, thy soul is still forlorn. Creation is finished. You call your creation into being by feeling the reality of the state you would call. You feel the reality. You feel the reality out of the storehouse of infinity. Why not? Why not? It's so easy. You feel the reality of the state you would call because creation is finished. It already exists. You do not need to create it. You simply need to call it. A mood attracts its affinities, but it does not create what it attracts because creation is finished. As sleep is called by feeling I am sleepy, so too is Jesus Christ called by the feeling I am Jesus Christ. Man sees only himself. Mm. This is endlessly true. Man sees only himself. I do a whole episode just on that. Man sees only himself. Nothing befalls man that is not in the nature of himself. People emerge out of the mass, betraying their close affinity to your moods as they are engendered or entangled. People emerge out of the mass because they are entangled with your moods, and that's how you call to yourself joyous people or not joyous people. It's all based on you. It's all based on the energy swirling around your being. You meet them seemingly by accident, but find that they are intimates of your mood. Because your moods continually externalize themselves, you could prophesy from your moods that you, without search, would soon meet certain characters and encounter certain conditions. Therefore, call the perfect one into being, 
by feeling, by living in the feeling, I am Christ. For Christ is the one concept of self through which can be seen the unveiled, the unveiled realities of eternity. This chapter is titled The Greatest Prayer, and this here is the greatest prayer. For Christ is the one concept of self, because prayer is a concept of self. It's a way of being. Pray without ceasing. To pray is to embody one's ideal state. The ideal state which contains all is that of Christ. It's the one concept of self through which can be seen unveiled realities of eternity. Our behavior is influenced by our subconscious assumption, respecting our own social and intellectual rank and that of the one we are addressing. Our behavior is influenced by our own subconscious assumption. So we assume that we are and inhabit a social and intellectual rank, and we place others also in a social and intellectual rank, and then that subconscious level of assumption really oversees all of our interactions. It's like a recipe. Just following the recipe and the ingredients that go into the dish are, you know, after baking, that's that's what you eat. Proof is in the pudding. Let us seek for and evoke the greatest rank. And the noblest of all is that which disrobes man of his mortality and clothes him with uncurbed, immortal glory. Such a beautiful sentence. I'm going to read it again. Let us seek for and evoke the greatest rank. And the noblest of all is that which disrobes man of his mortality and clothes him with uncurbed, immortal glory. Let us assume the feeling, I am Christ. And our whole behavior will subtly and unconsciously change in accordance with that assumption. Because that's the greatest prayer of all. That's the ultimate state. Our subconscious assumptions continually externalize themselves that others may consciously see us as we subconsciously see ourselves and tell us by their actions what we have subconsciously assumed ourselves to be. Therefore, let us assume the feeling, I am Christ, until our conscious claim becomes our subconscious assumption that we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Let God awake and his enemies be destroyed. There is no greater prayer for man. That concludes this chapter of Prayer, the Art of Believing, a 1945 book by Neville Goddard. This is one of Neville's greatest books, one of his greatest writings, and an incredibly powerful teaching. There are so many layers to this, and in my attempt to decode and transmit these ideas uh, as 
efficiently as possible while modernizing them and surfacing the gems. It has been difficult to keep the total amount of time for each episode under this 20-minute limit that I have assumed to help make these ideas as digestible as accessible. But I've done my best, and I trust and pray that it has had an impact on your life and on your understanding and in some way has benefited you and enhanced your outlook on what it is to be human and what the possibilities are for your life. If you're interested in pursuing these ideas even further, I ask you to subscribe to this channel because we are just getting started with these episodes of Daily Neville. While this is the conclusion of this book, there are many more coming and it is my goal to do all of them in this way. So subscribe to this channel, tap that thumbs up button to like this video. Make sure you enable notifications so that when you see these Daily Neville videos, you're able to watch them. It's my intention that this becomes a very incredibly nutritious element of your daily mental diet in this realm of thinking. It's so important that we do this, particularly as we move into this next era of humanity that we're all building together. This is my mission. I thank you for joining me on it. And until next time, imagine wisely, and I'll see you soon.